0: Oh, cool. here we go. Hello. We treacle. are here. Are, you, are we good? We
1: are good. We are bloody good. I don't Mate. believe it.
0: Honestly. Well, third, this been a long time coming. Third week, you know, a few, a few weeks of technical, week. technical difficulties. I don't want to say I've said these lines before, but
1: here we are. Third week, episode one. Yeah, I know, you can work that out at home. Um, yeah, but, you guys can work that out. We don't know how, but we've managed to do it, which is brilliant.
0: And I'll say the same thing I said last week. We thought we'd got it going last week. And we didn't. But hopefully, people are listening to this at home. Um, hopefully, it's sorted. Hopefully, this is going to be the start of something. But yeah, we, we'll, see, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. we Anything back. could happen. Li- literally. Um, yeah. I mean, as I say, anything as I said earlier, I don't want to say I've said these bef- words before, but. We've had a few, we've had a technical difficulties the last couple of weeks, but we think we've sorted it, but we're not sure. Yeah. So this is going to be test pilot take three. <laughs> Honestly, you'd thought it'd be polished in now and nailed down by now. <laughs> the
1: same thing over and over again, mate. Good to it that. Yeah. Fingers crossed we would be a bit more. Yeah. So uh, welcome guys to the D&T Hour. Um, yeah. So basically we just, uh, two friends just chilling, just chilling out, just chatting about life. Literally. Um, trying to work our way through this um this labyrinth of um <laughs> of existence, um, yeah.
0: Labyrinth of podcast problems. <laughs> just, I think is the word
1: you're looking for. Just have fun with it. a with it.
0: Yeah, honestly, I think uh, oh, we just we're just going to talk about. We, maybe we could do that as an episode.
1: yeah your podcast. Yeah, we could do that as an episode. Your podcast FAQs. <laughs>
0: But I feel like we got to do that. once. It we... might take us three
1: weeks to do that. Yeah, once we have once that. we
0: have a few weeks <laughs> of podcasts under our belt, because I'll be honest, we can't do FAQs before we've even got a podcast live. I don't think that's going to go that well for us. No, definitely not. So no, basically, not basically but we are uh, here. we we have created this podcast because we just we just wanted to have a chat. We wanted to, you know, talk about life, uh, talk about just everything and any- anything, you know, and. George messaged me Anything. four weeks ago now. I mean, we tried the first week, but it hasn't been going back successfully. <laughs> but we, we, uh, yeah, we want to just... God, I feel
1: like I've been doing it for four years.
0: <sighs> honestly, mate, 2020, get in the bin, honestly. Head strapped <laughs> <laughs> up. So, yeah, we're just going to talk about different things each week. Oh. Um, we're going to talk about life, we're going to talk about how we met, we're going to talk about sports like we've got we've got a whole uh catalogue of of different podcast episodes we're going to come up with
1: Anything, a small good board of conversation
0: literally um so i think the first place to go is just where we met george i feel like you know since you started this story off so well yeah, last we, yeah,
1: yes we did to be fair we spent a good a good while on this um to be fair most people that will we listen it is probably going to we'll probably know how we met anyway. Exactly. For those that maybe don't, um, we met, uh, last summer. Um, 2019 yeah. a summer camp out in New York, uh, uh-huh. um, which was an amazing experience. And yeah, we spent along with other people that hopefully, uh, will come on our podcast, uh, and have a good old chat with us. um, yeah, we spent about, what, eight weeks
0: out there? Just over eight weeks? Yeah, uh, this, well, so, um, the, so the summer camp is a two-month-long uh, sort of stay for the k- kids in the campus that are there. Um, and if it's your first time, like it was for me, you go out a week earlier and you have, like, a week of training, which, um, yeah, it's fun. But George obviously was a seasoned vet, so he does not he's too good for that. He doesn't have to come back for the... As as he put it last week,
1: ball, for the uh, for the orientation, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, no, hi. <laughs> it's just it's so mundane. It's basically you're like think right. So you know when you were in primary school, right, mm-hmm. and you used to see all the year six kids sitting on the bench, yeah, and you couldn't wait to get onto that bench. It's like that sitting on those benches, but just painful.
0: Yes, I mean it's a, it's hours of sitting on the benches. Listening to, yeah, I mean, listening to people give you lectures, really, isn't it? It, What it is is a safety week basically to check and and train people. But if you've had the training, you don't really need to go back and have the training again, kind of thing. So, yeah, a lot of the guys who've been there, no, yeah, yeah,
1: it's the same thing every year. Yeah, they don't
0: go back because they've had their orientation, they've already sort of been there, seen they've done it. I mean, it's a good opportunity for people to get to know people, but. I think as you, as you will a testament to, George, you don't believe it's worth the, <laughs> worth the time getting to know the people. Oh, no, league. it's worth it.
1: Except if it's not your first, if it's no, your no. first year going out there, it's a must. no yeah. no questions asked. It's absolutely mandatory. However, but if it's when, not your
0: first time going when out there, you even though you're going to meet new Royce, people,
1: it's not worth yeah, it. yeah, true. Oh, no, true. But I was a seasoned vet. I already knew sort of, you know, my way around the camp and stuff like that. And um, also, when you've heard, like, more scare stories enough, um, yeah, you kind of think, what's the point? Yeah, but and, it is very important and very good. And also, so, yeah, definitely when, when you're George
0: and you're toying with
1: oh, about
0: the idea of going back, you're pretending that you're not going back. So everyone's wondering, is George coming back? Is George not coming back? That extra week of intrigue, he leaves it. People are like, well, he's not coming back because oh, he would yeah. have been here by now. And then, bam, out of nowhere, exactly. you see the absolute beam pole turn up, towering over everyone, thinking, who is this absolute legend that's turned up? I'll tell this story again. Exactly. Like I told it last week, is that me and George uh, are very similar looking, both six foot eight, good looking chaps with long <laughs> air. <laughs> ma- 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 <laughs> Maybe I'm not six foot eight, but um, I'm a little no. tiny bit short. Like eight. Uh, I mean, that's very rude. See you, anyone's three uh, for eight. Yeah, yeah, see nice. you, anyone's three for eight. But basically, I so obviously we both have the same first name. We both called George, and everyone that had been there before was like, "Oh my god, are you brothers?" Because obviously, the first place to go when you see people that look alike and have the same name is obviously they must be related yes no
1: mention of the last name whatsoever because apparently that's irrelevant no because
0: obviously because you can get around that by just saying to two different like different dads or different mums but everyone thought we were related because we both have long hair and we both were called george i mean i'll let everyone else you know take that as they will but everyone then was like oh is george not coming this year and I'm like, honestly, don't know who George is. Like, i haven't never met Got this no guy no in my idea. life. And they're like, yeah, of course, whatever, pulling my leg, mate, giving it the old like elbow. Oh yeah, of course, mate, whatever. But no, so George. And then George had told people that he wasn't coming back. So everyone thought it was like some big ruse around. And like, I wasn't on the joke when I didn't even know who he was. And then it no, ended up. Like... So I
1: it was my standing. You were like my um
0: my stunt double. Literally, yeah, the taller, better looking stunt double, and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and then basically um so george turned up for like a week obviously after orientation had had already finished like just before the kids had got there um so that was when i was first introduced to george because um as they didn't go to the orientation week and we kind of hit it off from there i mean both of us worked in the same age group we both worked with the older kids george was my group leader um although he didn't do that much leading did he i mean what do you mean? Oh, that's, <laughs> so bad. that's Oh, mate. Top. Episode one. That's that's Ten minutes in I'm, and he's under the bus already. No, I'm only messing. George, I think it's perfect for, for me having someone like George there because he so, sort of set the um, boundaries of, of what to do, what was important, what wasn't as important, like where to be, like the kind of lay of the land almost. Um, so George yeah. was the group leader for the oldest campers. Uh, and that's the age group that I wanted to work with because for me they were like very almost similar to um the younger my, my younger brothers is very similar age group and you can have a bit of banter with them there's at this summer camp we went to it ranges from how old were the braves are they six
1: oh it depends. you can get um some send their kids at five and then they'll leave at like 15 16 if they become like cits and stuff
0: okay so basically what happens is the Kids go from like five, six, seven, and they and they go every summer up until that, as you say, fifteen, sixteen. So there's different age groups, and you can like like yeah. look up that you can look after while you're out there. And some people prefer to look after the younger kids. Me and George prefer to look after the older kids because, quite frankly, it's as much as it's more work because they know exactly what they can get it's, away with. It's,
1: it's, 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 it's a part of work, I think. Because, yeah. obviously, they're sort of that age, sort of where they're looking you know, to meet girls and sort of stuff like that. So that's more of the challenge of it, you know, trying to rein them in. Whereas if you go for like the, um, the younger group, it's more sort of
0: just getting into the activities. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because with the older group, it's nice because sort of as like being general counselors, like we were, um, Uh you got, you get to go around the activities and you get to spend most of the time with your kids. um, which is really good because, and if they're older, you can actually get involved with it. Whereas if they're younger, you've sort of got to type, take sort of a step back, really, and sort of let them, you know, do it. But sort of when you're sort of with your, with the older kids, you know, you're a lot more sort of hands-on, so sort of you can get more involved with sort of like the different sports.
0: We'll preface that by saying, when they want to get involved themselves because that was a, a yeah. also part and parcel of it is for the older kids a lot of the time they, they can't be bothered they're like oh I don't want to do I don't no. want to volleyball I don't want to do soccer
1: I don't want to do like any, yeah, anything I mean, it's hard like enough. getting them up in the morning let alone getting them to do like exercise at 8 o'clock 9 o'clock in the morning yeah but that's probably the hardest bit if you go to like one of these summer camps and you get the older group is literally getting them away because,
0: because as you say, they they are um, people that have been there for ten almost ten years now. They know the lay of the land. And when you're a general counsel, if it's your first summer, yeah. you're, come, you're the new guy. They know exactly what they can get away with. Like they're not they for the most part, unless they do something oh, egregious, mean, they're not getting sent home. Know. So they can take they can take whatever they want. They can do whatever they want. So you have to kind of get get the respect from them for them to listen to you. So that's kind of the different side of it. And obviously you being there for like the 3 4 years that you'd done before me, you already had that respect there from the counselors They knew or from the campus so they they knew to listen to you. They knew not to take the mic too much like the first week or the yeah, first couple of yeah. weeks they're always going to see what they can get away with, test the waters, but Yeah, of
1: course, because obviously the kids sort of have gone up and obviously the kids that we had last uh obviously not last summer but the summer before um, they'd obviously had different group leaders um, to me, but they sort of still knew me because I was still sort of with the, with the older kids. They knew I was going to be their group leader.
0: Uh-huh. So,
1: of course, the first couple of weeks, they're always going to try and see what they can get away with. And obviously, you know, some of it's outrageous, and then some of it you think, oh, do you know what? I, I might let them just get away with that. Because you've got to remember, as a as a group leader – um, and, a, and a general counsellor, really, you've got to understand that you were their age once, yeah. And it's nothing. You've just got to think, well, you can let them get away with it as long as you think, well, it's nothing that I wouldn't have done when I was their age. Yeah, I mean, and I think where the respect sort of comes in with it, and sort of how they know them, where they stand, because you get sort of like the the dads of the kids being the group leaders, and they they sort of get pent up in this authority that they think they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, at 14, 15, 16, they were doing the exact same thing. they have just forgotten that they were kids.
0: Exactly. It's not a boot camp. Like They're there at these summer camps to have fun. They're there to see their friends because a lot of them, they live all over the country. So the summer camp we went to was in upstate New York. And then you have kids from Florida. You have kids from, like, Boston. You have kids from all over the place going. And they only get to see them over summer. So... You've got Yeah, a... I think
1: the year I think the year before you, I think we had some um a brother and sister from California.
0: Yeah. Well Eddie and Aaron or well, I don't know if we could talk about their
1: names oh, actually. Oh, yeah, Eddie and Aaron. I mean they're interesting characters. But they they're well they yeah, I mean they're from what Hong Kong.
0: Exactly. So there's there's people and then there's guys that come from Russia, there's guys that sort of live it in different countries throughout the year because a lot of people that go to these camps they're on the more affluent side of life i mean the camps aren't cheap themselves they cost kind of tens of thousands of dollars every summer so it's a it's i mean it's a different way of life really isn't it for these kids because it's not something that we're really used to over in the uk but how did you yeah i think one interesting thing is how did you find out about it like how did you
1: um yeah it was quite interesting um because when I was at university, um, one of my friends, he did it. Um, and he he went to a camp not far from the camp that we went to, actually, about a uh, two-hour drive away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said it was brilliant. And I was like, oh, do you know what? It sounds a bit like my cup of tea, to be honest. You yeah. Know, been to America like of times. Um, you know, I really sort of enjoy it out there. So I was like, oh, do you know what? I'll get involved. He sort of gave me the uh, the name of the... Organization to go through, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, sort of got recruited, got my visa, and then uh, and yeah, then I was out there.
0: Yeah, because I mean, for a lot of guys, a lot of people, they see the opportunity to travel, the opportunity to get paid, the opportunity to kind of go away for the summer, and they jump at it. I mean, yeah, it's it's essentially what it is: is you go out and you like for the easiest possible terms, you go out to a summer camp out in the US. Um and you basically work there for two months or however long the term of the summer camp is but for the most part it's two months you'll be a general yeah. counsellor or you'll be a specialist counsellor so you either do one specific sport if you're like I don't know if you like shot archery for GB but you like then became like a teacher or you I don't know used to play football or, or Uh, to like a relatively high standard and got like coaching badges or you like ride horses. I think it's quite a popular one or you're like a swimmer, like you'll be a lifeguard, you do stuff like that. Or you guys are general counsellor, which is what we did. And what, in my opinion is the more uh, rewarding, I'd say uh, opportunity, because then you, you take an eight and a bracket or age group of kids and you go to every activity and you spend every day, like looking after them and, and taking them throughout the day through their activities. Um, and it's just kind of like i don't know it's just an opportunity to see what like a different culture is like i think and get paid for i mean f- i mean let's be honest like, get paid for having a lot of fun because it is a lot of fun what we
1: did out there yeah you work a lot of hours yeah, I mean, which it's not, it's not taxing i mean the hours are long don't you? i mean you're probably working from what 7 in the morning probably till midnight around that time depending yeah. if you're if you're sort of doing a on duty which maybe we'll get into in another podcast uh-huh yeah it, it doesn't feel like work no I mean, the exactly days yeah. nearby, it's ridiculously quick how the days just roll into one and you really don't sort of have like at all a concept of time whatsoever
0: no you're with your mates you're you're it, one thing i really like that so i will i will say is that you don't you don't have a phone like and no one has their phone on them you're not allowed to have your phones on them, obviously, because of, like, child protection stuff. So you don't have your phone. You don't really ever come into contact with the outside world. So you're very much in a bubble of what's going on at camp. You don't really care about what's happening at home. No. After, after a few days, you forget about the feeling of, like, having a phone in your pocket, which I know sounds mental because, like, the way we yeah, live now. I'm,
1: like, attached to everyone now. But, yeah, you literally... Unplug. Yeah, you couldn't care what the hell was going on anywhere else and it's really it, like if you're talking if you're thinking oh i spend way too much time on my phone it is quite a really good detox from it hundred percent your phone mm-hmm. um I mean you can yes, take so, it
0: yes. you can get it in the evening. Like when you're so some some evenings a week, I know George said about on or off duty. There's some evenings a week when you don't work. So you'll finish at nine and you'll like be able to like go into the local town or like go chill at the at the beach or go chill at the lake, like whatever kind of things you're allowed to do. Um and then you can get your phone back and go on your phone then and, and stuff like that. But I mean you don't it's not like oh I've got to get back on my phone, oh I've got to like message people, like you get an not hour really. and also you get an hour off a day. Um, or you get like however long off, yeah. the off a day where you can like ring home and speak to like your parents or your family and stuff but a lot of people do get worried that oh am I going to miss my family this and that but honestly like you, you, after a week you don't even really think about it like which is crazy because no, you're like that I, found.
1: I didn't give them a second thought because you're so immersed in it it's like really like an immersive experience and because mm-hmm. you're there with sort of you know groups of people your age um and that it really just sort of you know you feel like you're literally just on holiday with your mates literally and work it's it's as simple as that it's i think it's it's possibly one of the best experiences i've done for sure
0: yeah because literally like i mean the mate, the mates you make from camp are the mates that you're going to be friends with for ages like i've met so many of my like best mates from through camp literally through being out there for one summer as well i've only done one year so far i was supposed to go back this year just gone but obviously everyone oh, knows cool. everyone knows the 2020 no one could go anywhere so we weren't able to go but there was a whole bunch of us that were supposed to be going back out there again this year and we're still all in contact with each other we've got I've got like a group chat with all the boys uh there's some of my other mates that are like I'm friendly there's so many people that you kind of meet while you're out there um and you like develop these yeah, really oh, like yeah. close bonds with just because you spend so much time together like it's crazy but your your work, so me and George literally worked together for 15, 16 hours a day for eight weeks and we basically spent 24 hours a day together for, for eight weeks and, yeah. and I'm still mates with him now, so like here we go like here we are
1: Yeah, unfortunately <laughs> Yeah, but it, you know it is like that sort of, you sort of get, you know because you are with each other sort of 24-7, you do sort of create these relationships with people that that's, that would usually take i don't know six months It it's condensed into like yeah. eight weeks as you say
0: you're with everyone all day so you're everything's sort of times tense so everything's heightened so you know yeah. who you'll get you get on with much quicker um you know who you're not going to get on with as, as quick kind of thing so you kind of people gravitate towards like friends and stuff Anyway, um and I think the good thing is that it's very much a personality mix. In that, a lot of similar yeah, personalities, well, a lot of similar personalities work together, but also work together for the camp. In that, me and you, I would say, have a similar personality, and that helps us to look after the older kids. And therefore, we got put as looking after the older kids because With they can the see that we were kids, the older. Yeah. So people who've got a, a different type of personality who may be better suited for looking after the younger kids are grouped together. And in that aspect, I think you're grouped together with people that are somewhat similar to yourself so that you're always going to get along with anyway. Um, and I think that really helps. Like,
1: Yeah, they are sort of really good, you know, with sort of mixing and matching people with who they think is the right fit for that age group. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but if sort of, you know... If you aren't comfortable with it, they will sort of try and accommodate you the best they can, sort of with the age group that you want, if they can. Um, but yeah, I mean, personalities. I mean, you've seen some really sort of like, big personalities, and then sort of yeah. you do also see like the people on the outside that are. You can tell that they're really shy, but when they get to camp, they they're a whole different person, and it is you know it's really nice to see that sort of people just being allowed to be themselves. I yeah, think that's 100%. All, I think that's all a really nice thing. You can sort of forget about everything that's going on back home. You can sort of reinvent yourself, really, in, the, in a way, which I think is good for people that sort of, you know, if they are a bit shy, they can sort of come out of their shell a bit more.
0: Yeah, I think it helps you discover a lot more, like, what you like, what you don't like, who you are kind of thing. Like, it's so funny because everyone is so ingrained in... the the life and like the way of life while you're out there so you know everybody on camp you know basically all the kids on camp you know all the like staff on camp you're everyone knows you kind of thing or for the most part everyone does so you're kind of I don't know it's very much you're involved in everything so you can get involved in as much as you want to get involved in there's talent shows there's like hundreds of different things that you can get involved in that you want to do i mean it's like color war is i mean it's all stuff we're i imagine going to go into in future episodes because it's
1: yeah hopefully if we can we'll get um we'll get our camp director on one of the one of the podcasts and he'll sort of give a bit more of a an insight as to maybe a different perspective um, yeah certainly on how he finds it yeah, um, well,
0: Michael is a uh, polarizing character. I mean, we, yeah, he's, he's an last week. He's a yeah. Um, but also, George, you are Michael's favorite counselor.
1: Yeah, I just think because I, I, you know, it was, I got given a job, I did the job, no fuss, no questions asked. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas you do get sort of a lot of people nitpicking at little things, you know, but I was much sort of just a person that sort of just, yeah, just, got on with it really so you know i'm i'm in their world you know i'm not trying to go into their world and what they you know and try and change that i'm trying yeah. to learn that sort of way of it so that's sort of how i approached it just you know if there's something not right and you think oh do you know what this could be a bit better then obviously say it but then there's
0: a way of know, saying it, isn't there i think
1: it's a way, of that, a way of dealing with it i think as well
0: well, Michael is someone who is, uh, I'd say, <laughs> on, like, I wouldn't say it's not so much he's like a disliked figure, but whenever in life you have bosses or you have like um, managers or like directors, that kind of thing, they have to set a tone, basically, because at the end of the day, they're there to get the camp running smoothie they're there to get everyone working hard yeah whether
1: you know it's he's going to do what he can to you know make money and sort of if he deems you know something better than another thing then he'll go with that
0: exactly exactly so michael yeah he's someone that me and you both i think got along with really well but also i mean one because both we were both great jobs really and two just because i feel like we had very similar personalities like Michael done it. A lot of people I kind of were scared of. So if you gave Michael a bit of banter, which I saw you do, and then I was like, oh, perfect. Like, we can yeah. give it to Michael. And then everyone, everyone kind of is like, oh my God, I can't believe you said that to him. But like, I think he loves it when you, when you like make a joke with him or you take the mic a bit. Well, and he's it's... just a
1: bit like fair play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a normal person for a champ, for sure. But he is also just. A normal person exactly. who is there, you know, just literally to have a laugh with so, you as
0: well. Yeah, no, so hopefully we get Michael and we'll get a different perspective because I know that we've both got stories. I mean, for for from I mean, being at camp to getting hired for camp, and I'm sure Michael's got hundreds of stories of running camp and all that kind of stuff. So that'd be a good person to get involved on <laughs> I would say we're back, like we never left, because obviously we did never leave. <laughs> there were nothing went wrong, nothing no, happened. It's, it's, We've just carried on rolling, rolling the last the conversation ocean. exactly. So I think normally what we'll do is we'll do like a little Saving. inter yeah. intermediary intermediate part, whatever you want to call it, like a I don't know, like a break after our first half an hour. Intermittent help. Exactly yeah, it's an intermission yeah, that's what I was looking for. That's the word I was looking for. yeah, we'll
1: split it up into like two parts,
0: because obviously we want to get our you know our sponsors because um I'm not saying I'll sell my soul, but it's there, you know, and if someone wants to pay for it,
1: <laughs> get tempted, pal.
0: Here we are, me and George are you know we are With we are men of integrity, ears. so much so that we will we advertise for and... exactly, I mean, whatever you want advertise it and i will test it use it sell it that's what we're gonna do so hopefully next week we'll have an unnamed brand or at some point we'll have an unnamed brand you know coming and giving us hundreds of millions yeah certain other people That'd be a great time.
1: <laughs> I mean, unreal. Maybe we won't be as lucky, but fingers crossed. Stranger things have happened. She, I mean, we what live they, in a strange time. What
0: do they say? Shoot for the stars, aim for the moon, whatever, mate. You know. So maybe one day people will be listening back and thinking, Jesus Christ, oh, that I this is know, the first. I'm not really run for those types of things. Well, there's a very happens. famous podcaster by the name of Joe Rogan that obviously everyone knows who has secured the bag from Spotify to make it Spotify exclusive so you know just putting it out into the universe because you know I like to do these things if Spotify Hello. or Apple Music or whatever podcast company wants to have the G&T Hour exclusively yeah. why it's called the G&T Hour because I imagine in the future when we're on episode 100 and all the questions are why is it called the G&T Hour we'll just say go back to episode 1 and listen to that and it'll tell you so G&T, yeah, and Taylor,
1: the G&T hour. Well, that's surnames hour of podcasts. Yes. And also there's a
0: little beverage, isn't
1: there? Yes, there is. A little tipple um, and of as it just um, adult happen, beverages you know, that are uh, helping us get through this.
0: transition from talking about sponsors to talking about why we're called the g Hour. If there is any unnamed gin brand that wants to be the named gin brand on the G&T Hour podcast at any stage, you know, if you want to us. yeah. Plug in you want the exclusive on ride. the GNC Hour. You know, this this could be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You know, when the GNC Hour is doing millions of listens and you got in on day one. So any, any, uh, any gin marketers that want some content, bang <laughs> <Exactly>. my line. <laughs> There's unlimited potential with us, isn't there, George? I think that's the... That's, that's the words I'd use. I don't want to overhype <laughs> it, but yeah,
1: unlimited potential. Unlimited. I mean, we just get up a podcast. Um, exactly. You know, if we can do uh, that, I'm sure we, have I'm all, we can, all, we can plug some gin somewhere along the line. Only the
0: gin that we advertise. <laughs> Tap into that younger market. Yeah. Because it's the thing, I imagine this is... gin...
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean to be fair, yeah. Yeah. go on because I lo- I love a gin and tonic, hence, and I think we both do really, and I definitely yeah, feel it's definitely I think it's a funny younger person's. You drink. would have
0: not, I mean, not so much the university goers. Um, obviously, both of us have have been to uni and had our done our time, as I say, but. Yeah, I wouldn't say you're like your st- like eighteen to twenty-one year old got involved in sort of gin and tonics and whatever. But I would say that like now early twenties, we are buried in the game of gin and yeah t- early twenties. Early Early 20s, mate. Do you talking about mid 20s? Early 20s. Well, if I rounded it, if I rounded my age, <laughs> mate, I'd be rounding it down to 20, not up to 30. So, you know, we'll say so. No, but no, yeah, as you say, gin and tonics, I think, are a drink about
1: a lot of people <laughs> our age are Round down getting
0: into. Um, I think it's it's funny because, like, I think so. a lot of people would say, like, a pint or a beer or. Like if you're going down the pub, you'd get like a pint, or you'd get a beer, or you'd get this. But now, I, I honestly do feel like nowadays it's more coming to the point where you'd go and you'd get like one or two pints, maybe,
1: and then you're on the gin and tonics. Because especially in the summer, because it's such a summer drink. I mean, you think nothing in nicer than standing outside with yeah. an I ice mean, as cold. It, I feel
0: like I have tonics. to give the honourable mention to the other king of daytime drinking in the summer, the PIMS. Especially especially as a surrey boy, I feel like the PIMS is uh Oh yeah of course cool. PIMS is a rite of passage almost isn't it I mean oh, I'm just I'm reminiscing now I'm looking outside it's 10 degrees yeah grey as anything raining hanging and I'm thinking oh get me to June whatever in the sun thirty degrees potentially if we're very very lucky. Pims in pims yeah. in jug. May, yeah. In hand. yeah,
1: get me a get me a GNT. Imagine a G and T but imagine a G&T, Ex- well, imagine oh, a G&T picture it, yeah. though. That
0: would be because oh, you can only drink pims out something. of the glass.
1: You can't drink it out of the glass. Oh, Honestly this yeah. is, maybe this is could, the could, thing. When we when we get our, market, our studio sorted, because obviously that. that's
0: the natural progression here. When when we get a studio sorted, we will we will have a picture of gin and tonic. In the, middle step, of the yeah. in the middle of the set. And that will be honestly, I can I could not think of anything. Oh honestly. I mean, I this that's is the funny, funny thing it. as well, is that that would I feel like having a picture of Gin and Tonic would only make the stories ten times better. <laughs> it'll be it'll be should we talk about that? Oh, ah, who cares, mate? we yeah, one picture of Gin and oh, Tonic sure. deep at this point. <laughs> Is what we're what we're doing at the moment. Yeah. So um, sure heads up, we both. Sure. Well, I am a university graduate. You at the moment are a current university student. You're a bit younger than myself. Hey, George, mate. Yeah, I've graduated we will. We will. from one university. Um, so, uh, and you're studying we'll a that. fantastic degree, aren't you, at the moment?
1: Yeah, yeah. I've, I've uh, sort how, of how done how done an studying, absolute 360 on my um, on my career path. Um, yeah, and how are you finding that? I'm studying in, uh, law at, we're uh, at in City like University. Uh-huh. Oh, it's tough to get motivated, to be quite honest, because everything's done online. Um, you know, like the lectures are posted online, the tutorials are posted online. So, there is, there is genuinely no need for there to be lecturers this year whatsoever. There's no point. They literally just need to put everything online and then go home and sleep, whatever. Um, it's hard to get motivated for it. Um, but what was quite good, sort of at the start, sort of when I started in September, they sort of said you can either do fifty percent, uh-huh. um, you can either do fifty percent where you can go in and do it online, or you can just do one hundred percent online. As you well maybe in me, I wanted that, you know, that interaction.
0: As long as it's safe and like fine to do so, like yeah. going in and like talking to people and having that class aspect i feel like that's Uh, a very underrated aspect because if you're in person you're way more likely to ask questions if you don't get something whereas if you're on a zoom call
1: you're you're more likely to be involved i think because it's all a bit awkward online i don't know why but it is um there's sort of like there's like this fear of asking or answering a question online um, but yeah, no, it's been good. It's been fun. Um, we've got our assignments now. so It's funny, isn't it? It's something that you don't realise you miss until um, it happens. So for me, I, I studied
0: marketing and finance at uni. Um, I'd say my attendance was, uh, you know, it was so-so. Um, there was some lectures I didn't go to.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just difficult because obviously sort of, you know, you're not sort of actively going out, sitting in a lecture hall or lecture theatre. You're sort of just doing it from your bedroom or your kitchen. So, you know, if you're thinking, oh, 30 in the morning, oh, do you know what, I'm not really yeah, feeling literally. this, then there's nothing stopping you then just, you know, rolling into bed, like rolling back over and going to sleep. You think, oh, no, sod it, I'm not going to do that. But obviously, if you're going into, like, a lecture hall and if you live in halls, then obviously, you know, there's you have some sort of... Yeah, I
0: think as well the interaction... Obligation to get up I mean, and go a lot of people... It especially younger people go to university because they want that social interaction. You know, they want that um, like as I say, social aspect, like you're meeting people, you're going to a new place, you're like kind of exploring and developing and, and trying out new things. Like you might get involved in new societies or you might, I don't know, be studying something that you never studied before or like doing something that puts you out of your comfort zone or, like there's a whole like multitude of different things you can be doing. So I think university at the moment is just a weird, just like everything else in life. But I think especially university because first first year I'd say is seventy percent. Like yeah, it's just a weird people, time doing things, living your life.
1: Yeah, sort of getting to know people on your course. You know, finding you know people that you have things in common with. It's, yeah, it's very much sort of that. The, it's the social yeah. side of things yeah yeah, pretty much um you know that's been difficult because obviously you're you're not allowed to do that so finding sort of that interaction with people is is definitely difficult obviously doing having done first year university before um in a non-covid time you know it was it, it was perfect opportunity to go out there and meet people um, but obviously now it's sort of a lot different, um, and you can't really do that. Yeah, I mean we've got like a group chat and stuff, but it's it's not the same as actually, you know, yeah, or, you know, weird, going out or stuff like that. The social aspect of it is completely yeah. Different.
0: Well, for uni it is, and obviously there being no sport, well, which is a killer. Like, who you're friends with, what you're doing, kind of thing. So like, if you play football, you go and play for the football team. All your, your mates are in the football team. So if you can't do that that's like a massive avenue for you that's like something you can't do yeah it's just it's it's wild at the moment isn't it man I mean like I know for, for me going going to uni like I I basically took so I took a year wow. out because I wasn't sure if I wanted to go I worked for a year and then was like oh no actually I definitely want to go to uni I do not want to do this I didn't enjoy the year of working in recruitment that I did um, and then yeah I just went off to uni and just had like a fun time and like was going out a few times a week, you know, meeting loads of new people. I'm not even giving it a second moment's thought, and then now looking back, like thinking back on it now, thinking like, you I, honestly, you couldn't even do half the things. Like even moving to uni now is like a big enough ordeal that like, when um some mates I know that have moved to uni like this year just gone, like you can only take like one person from your household with you like to move. Like, you can't, like, go in certain places. Like, you can't do certain things. You can't mix with... Like, honestly, one of the my favourite things at uni was
1: yeah, knocking yeah. on
0: everyone's door and just being like, you're right, mate, who are you? Like, oh, this is me, blah, blah, blah. Like, sound. We're, we're in flat, whatever, downstairs. Like, come hang out if you want to hang out. Like, literally knocking on... <laughs> literally any door. And now you literally cannot even do that. You can't just go meet...
1: Which was the whole part of going to university. It was literally, like... Oh right well we've got oh the people downstairs sound like they're having a having a party or they're ready to go out we'll go downstairs introduce ourselves and then you know have a good time
0: so yeah, yeah no it's just it's just different moment isn't it like everything that's yeah. going on you can't yeah do stuff that like a year ago was just like a normal thing like um so the other day I saw, like, a group of people, like, school kids, and none of them had any masks on, and you look at it, and you're just like, oh, my God, like, look at the amount of people there that are, like, all together. None of them have got any masks on, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, your head's already like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe what's going on, like, already. Like, how are we going to get back to...?
1: Yeah, there's a school literally round by where I live. i uh, will pass past there today, and there's literally, like, kids, like, rugby tackling each other and sort of got, you know, their hands all over each other, and it's like, And the teachers are just standing there and it's kind of like, well Like
0: corridors corridors for them are just as busy. Like they're all on lunch breaks together. They're all like in and about the schools. So for them, I feel like a lot of it is not much has really changed because like life is very much similar to how it was before for them, other than now they have to wear masks going around. But then like how much people get on them, how much do they tell them to wear like do this and that, like they're for them, they're like, Oh, we're on the front lines almost, like do you know what? If I'm, if I get, it, I'm probably gonna be fine anyway. Like a lot of people, kids, I imagine, are like, did not in denial of it. So yeah, it's just gonna be weird. Like stuff of, like going to the football, like going and playing football with your mates, or going to a big stadium and like having like thousands of people in there. I know obviously we've got stuff going on in the world with like vaccines. Yeah, you're in any rush? To get some that things go to, to well for you, and yeah. some things do not. And as an Arsenal fan. Oh, like I went to the League Cup final against Birmingham in After serial in, disappointment. In, you know, like 20, After serial Thirteen, disappointment. fourteen, whenever it was, when we when we lost at Wembley, and like, like me Martin scored, and honestly, like there's been some low points in there, like and at the moment it's just, oh, like there's so it's so funny as well because so many of my mates are Arsenal fans as well, and we're all just like,
1: oh I don't, Like, where do you even start? Yeah, you've brought some shockers. Well, to me too, I think Willian might, no, might don't like be right for the guys. he showed signs early on first. in the it's, season. For me, being
0: like, I always said, at the time when we him, draw. I was like, I don't understand why we signed him. Like but as much now, as a free transfer, and he's been not too bad for Chelsea. There's a reason why they're not giving him what he wants. So why are we going along and giving him what he wants? Like he's he's taking a position away from from a, like a young player that could come through, like a Reese Nelson or a Gabriel Martinelli. Like he's taking the position away. So not only is not only is he playing and doing nothing, he's also going to have a negative impact because it yeah. could be another like Serge Nabry situation where he, you know, gets sold and then goes on to be one of the best players in the world. And we were thinking at the time, while oh, sick, Javinia, you know, he's not bad. So we might as well keep him. Now look at it. Like, honestly. But yeah, I mean, it's players. <laughs> it's players. Like, the players I let the manager down are the gangs that just Javinia. don't look like they're interested. Yeah. They're, being idiots, getting sent off in games. Like, there's certain players that just should never have made it to this point in their Arsenal career. Like, how they're still at the club, I do not know. And they're on ridiculous money. Luckily, there's a whole bunch of them that are going to be out of contract. There's a whole bunch of defenders, like Mustafi, Joke Man, what are you doing? Like, go. Socrates, like, not even in the squad, why are you still there? You know, I mean, there's a whole other situation on Meza Ozil with everything going on, which I don't think was the manager's decision. I think it was taken a above his pay grade almost i know there's a lot of things that went on with him and he was he was taken out of the like video game in china for like the stuff he said like his official like social media pages in china were taken down like yeah so i think it was like a very much a business decision to not involve him in the squad not a As they put it, footballing reasons, and yeah, I think it's backfired on Arteta. But like the players are letting him down at the moment. Like we, there's no, we should not have lost to Burnley. Like joke, absolute joke, losing to Burnley. Like, and then we, and it's just like game after game where we start playing well, and then a player reveals their true colors. Like Granite Jacker is an absolute.
1: But to be fair, I really don't know why you signed him. He hasn't got a before brain. Before you mate, signed honestly, him, like... you knew he had a reputation it's... of getting red cards. That's what he was known for. And He
0: mouthed. He, he like See, i have had him that out of my club there obviously. and then. And
1: yeah, he'd he like, 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 come, come
0: back from that. He didn't yeah. apologise for that. He like, well, he he did and he didn't. He gave some half-assed half half half-assed apology, whereas like, I'm sorry if you felt some kind of way. Not like I'm sorry for what I've done. And like a lot of a lot of Arsenal fans were like, nah, "That's it, game. Up. Like, see you later." But new managers come in, and like for some reason, every time a manager comes in, they love him. Like he plays every week. He's supposed to be quite a big figure in the dressing room, and then he's a bit. Then he does stuff like today, like well, not today. A few week, what was it a week ago? Now we got sent off against Burnley for just moronic decisions. Like you are an absolute idiot if you're grabbing someone around the neck. Think they are. Yeah. Like, if you're just and the and it's been yeah. f- six seven days now since then, Jeez, he hasn't come out and see. said sorry. Pepe and Gabriel got sent off, also moronic decisions. More so Pepe for like a headbutt because again, like no. acting out like that is just stupid. But Gabriel getting a second yellow is not as bad because he's like he's not done something like, as much yeah, as you, we've you had the red card so you need to be careful. You need to think, oh, we've been sent off like the last, we've had players sent off and it's cost us the game before. So like not make any silly challenges. But he's playing his best. He's been our best player this season. So God, yeah, Jesus. Like, Honestly, I think we could have this exact same chat in six to 12 weeks time and I'll be saying the same things because I can't see it getting better like anytime soon. And it's, who knows? Like, the only way I can see it getting better is if a lot of those oh, big God. players are like, dropped out the squad I'm and a lot playing. of young players come in, like Reece Nelson, Saka, Martinelli, Willock. Like all the young boys are playing for us. Ainsley, Maitland-Niles, and just we just have to. It has. To, it's going to have to be a slow process of getting rid of your absolute wasters like Louise, Willian, Shaka. Mustafi. I mean, honestly, there's a there's a list as long as my arm of people that like are just why like what who's Cedric? What's he doing? Like why has he got a four year contract? What's that about? Who's give, who's giving him that? Like who's 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 making these decisions? Like honestly, there's yeah people high up in Arsenal's framework and in the board and all this level that are paid a ridiculous amount of money to make some shocking decisions.
1: Yeah, but what I mean, what gets me yeah. right is that obviously football is a business. So if you see if you're the owner and or even basic terms, if you're the manager of say, I don't know, a retail yeah. store and you see one of your store assistants is, I think the the only not one, doing the their only job properly. having
0: this is one of the why are they still there sports teams is unlike uh, American sports like the NFL, the players have a lot more power, so you can't really like cut a player like the any the NFL they can like if you're in if you're in the NFL and you play for an NFL franchise and you're not playing very well, yeah. you're cut, you're gone, game over, bye, you've lost your job, like that's it. Someone else might pick you up, but you're gone. In the Premier League, if you're not playing well. If you've got a big name, you're still playing next week. Like Willian, he's not playing well. He's playing the next week straight in the team. The next week, like they're trying to play him into form because then you have, because in Premier League you have transfers, you have players being sold and brought. Like it's, I think it's very much their players are commodities. So you want to play them if they're not playing well to get good and then sell them on for more money. But a lot of the time, unfortunately, Arsenal, we don't do that. We just buy them when they're when they've already peaked. I don't know if you saw the interview Robin van Persie did. Um, this earlier this week, where he said he spoke to the hierarchy at Arsenal and he said to them that he wants to win the Premier League. And they said, Yeah, we want to win it as well. Look how well we're doing as a business. And they showed him the like financial sheets of the business, all in the green. We've got tens of millions in cash reserves, we're making loads of money from shirt sales. And he's like, Well, I don't, like, I don't care. Yeah. yeah, literally. Like, they're trying to convince him to stay by saying, look how what a good yeah, position like, the club's He's not a shareholder. He doesn't thing. care if the club's in the green or the red. Like, for him, for him, if the club's in the red because they're spending lots of oh. money on players because they want to win more trophies, no, that's more appealing win. than the club in the green that's, yeah, got a f- certain financial future. But for football clubs, for football clubs like Arsenal, who are owned by... Very, very, very rich men. Yeah, who, if if Arsenal start going, even if Arsenal go into the red for the next 10, 15 years of losing a hundred mil a year, that's not going to affect them like as much as it's going to be a detriment to the like running of the football club and financial fair play. Like the owners just going to be able to pay for that and like set up loans and all that kind of stuff. Like there's a way around it. So yeah, I mean, it's just it's a business that's like there's just so much ineptitude. Like yeah. if I was a football club. Yeah, I would uh, be out hiring scouts that buy footballers that are aged between like 80 or 16 or however young you can buy. It's from 16 to 23. I'll be constantly buying so many young players in certain, in like every position and cycling them through the team because you want them, you want to bring them in just, just like a sort of a more European like style, like a Dortmund. You want to bring in a player for cheap you want to play them a whole bunch so that you get good use out of them and then you want to sell them on for loads of money and make loads of profit. They've done it with Ousmane Dembele, they bought for cheap. Jadon Sancho, they bought for cheap. Jude Bellingham is looking like they bought him for cheap. It's a 17-year-old who they bought from Birmingham who's playing every game for them at the moment who in no doubt in three two three four five years time they're going to sell back to England yeah. for five six seven times the amount of money they bought it for like how clubs don't look at stuff like this and think we need to do that like as much as success and trophies and that kind of thing is is important more so important for clubs yeah. should be like just running well like I think Chelsea's a really good example of it they bought so many young players they've got like an amazing loan system where they send them out on loan if they're good enough they go into the team if they're not good enough they get sold and they make money and they recycle it and they pay for like the facilities and stuff so yeah jesus like it's crazy it really is the way the football clubs are run like your your football clubs are run just as equally as badly as mine but but your you have the financial like, size that you can spend lots oh, of money every summer. I mean, because you are the biggest football club in the world, like, that's the only thing that saves it. But it's crazy, yeah. But that
1: doesn't mean, you know, I mean, we're like, what, 800 million in debt or something like that? And it's like, you know, first of all, how because, revenue from like, trophies, revenue you know, from players, we were winning those trophies, and surely like you get everything. Like, hubs obviously makes you so know, much money. yeah. And being like, and being Man United, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna get shirt sales from. Across the world, I don't see how we're, but obviously, that's probably building, you know, refurbing old Trafford and stuff like that. So maybe I can sort of understand. But yeah, I mean, we've sort of, you know, we sort of, ours was a quick fix buying has beens to give us a season of wonder. Absolutely. That was Arsenal. Any any football
0: club is that it's run back to square one again. players yeah. for short-term short-termism yeah. that is like, we'll bring them in they'll be good for a couple of seasons and hopefully that will get us where we want to be. Not we'll bring in a player now who will cost less, who might, who might this is a the problem, they might cost more in a transfer fee, but in wages they'll cost a lot less and then also you'll be able to sell them on if they're not the player you want them to be, or if they are the player you want them to be and they're really good then you'll be able to sell them on for a lot more, like I, honestly, I, think, I could think of 10 players in the Arsenal squad that fall under the category of part, has been exactly. past it so that have come in to hopefully have some kind of renaissance that they're definitely not going to have.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I could comfortably say yeah. that in the we- last four seasons. Oh, no. The last seven years at United. I mean, we lost on the Premier League 2013. I think it was Fergie's last year. So it's been seven years with that Premier League title. And I can think of, yeah, earned, at least 10, earned, maybe like, 15 club
0: probably tens players like of I'm millions. thinking is ridiculous. Yes.
1: I mean, I can think of two players now that we spent 100 million Wild, on. Wild, isn't oh, crap. it? Crap. Fellaini and Fred. Like, what, What? who thinks in their mind that, all right, maybe Fellaini no, I I can understand he... 30, 35. Well, not 50 yeah 50, and then fred he played at shaktar the right <sighs> i'm like what are you paying 52.7 million for him. It? it doesn't make sense to me i don't get who
0: on the wall in these um uh, matic the another one though. you know that, up and down? that on uh amazon prime where they were Asking like it was the Man City one where they had like their transfer targets on a PowerPoint and stuff. I thought was, I thought I thought it was so interesting. Like honestly, they had their transfer targets on like a PowerPoint. Like this is number one, no, this is number I didn't two. Watch it. It Man City all didn't watch it. But like they had like the transfer oh. targets. Like honestly, like people that are being paid to make these decisions for them. I mean, they're a lot more footballing yeah. than what seems like for our clubs because they've made some pretty decent decisions over the last few years. But yeah, I mean, George, honestly, I think we could do 10, 15, 20, 30 hours of <laughs> talk about Arsenal, man. you got deficiencies. Do you yeah, think say Arsenal were a big club? They want it to be, and they want to see themselves Final as but, thought. they're not operating as one right now. Yeah, yeah, good
1: diplomatic answer, but do you see them as a I'd big club? I'd say I see
0: them as a big club because... Yes or
1: no?
0: I'm a fan, and if I didn't still see them a as a big club, club, it'd be very depressing. <laughs> But also, I think I think that we've won a few trophies in the last couple of years. Like as bad as last season had been, we won the FA Cup yeah. and we got into the European. Yeah, like I mean, we've we're the, we've won the most FA Cups I've ever won. Like, a, like and lucky for me, I've been to a season for you, like um, days out at Wembley and seen us lift a trophy. Um, and I think we have the potential to. I mean, we obviously, in terms of revenue, like we we bring in the most money in the Premier League our season tickets are the most expensive in the Premier League, Like, I think we were sold a dream of being the, one of the biggest clubs in the country, right now we're not performing as such, um, hopefully we get back there and I think under the right guidance, I think Mikel Arteta could potentially get us no. there I think there's going to be a long way to go, I think it's going to be a long process um, yeah, I mean especially at the moment in 15th, I wouldn't say we're, we're acting like a big club but Maybe that can be a question you ask me in a hundred episodes time and I'll give you a very different no, answer. the end of the scene. I can imagine see see where
1: you finish. So I'll be like, kill <laughs> Arsenal, big club, yes or no.
0: I think we're just over the g t hour now. So uh, you, ne- you never know. So, as I said,
1: strange things happen.
0: Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Everything's gone. Yeah, I think we it have I think we've come to the end of our first, first episode. It. I think what we'll do is we will will schedule it so like, so like we'll record it one week and then we'll upload it the next week so we'll always be like a week ahead hopefully potentially
1: we'll see i mean this is as far as we've got We're planning to do like, planning to get new episodes out every I've friday got on the system so
0: yeah thanks for thanks for
1: being here george and this we'll, is as uh, far as we've got next week oh yeah as always my friend um oh yeah and i'll see you next friday for a catch up Um, hope everyone out there enjoyed listening to it. Obviously, we'll have a bit more uh, like structure and sort of Uh things to do that we can sort of like discuss because I sort of want a few ideas. uh, I want to put stuff
0: involved, like, we want to get out there. Gil, you've got a few ideas as well. We had the idea to have a little segment where we just like give out advice, life advice for anything, you know, whether that be job advice, whether that be life advice, whether that be relationship advice, whether that be anything. You know, Gospel Guild's here to give. A...
1: Gospel Guild is there. Uh, yeah, Guild is probably one of the best people I've ever known. So to potentially, give I think. So, so yeah, that's we'll why I have like that, an email that, address. or we have
0: like a Instagram page where if you want to send in DMs and stuff. Obviously, they'll all be anonymous. and Just ask questions. I think a lot of our early listeners will be people that know us. Hopefully, um, so and it, listen and give us a good yeah. rating. And all that. Fingers and just... crossed.
1: Fingers crossed. They they are nice enough to uh, to listen. And, uh, if... Yeah. Yeah, and if you have been listening, uh, thank you very much. Uh, we do appreciate it. Obviously, just kickstarting. At the end of the day, I think we it's good no just, just want to chat.
0: But, we want to have an excuse so to catch we can up every get it as week. As far as we can. And you know, if we can create something uh, we'll out of create. it, and you know, somewhere down the line, even benefit from it in some way, I think that just be perfect. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, it's for sure the cheapest we therapy we're going to get. George next week, and I'll <laughs> speak to <laughs> the listeners next week. See you there, guys.